Check one, two, checkity one. All right. Um, so I fucked up last week and I met, um, I didn't meet anybody. What am I talking about? I'm losing it. I edited the whole episode. It was a good one too. And, uh, went to upload it and it wouldn't upload for some reason. And then I got really pissed and then I did a bunch of shit and I lost it. And so that's why we didn't have an episode last Friday. And I'm very sorry. Uh, I take full responsibility and this is the first of two this week. So please forgive me. Um, I'm live from my mother's closet again and it's weirder, weirder than ever. It feels better to say it out loud to you though. So I am going to continue to bring it up. Um, it is the best, uh, audio controlled room in the house where we're staying right now as Lou and I are looking for our new place. We, um, moved here to Cincy and, uh, the place that we had lined up, the landlord was a total cunt and called Lou a princess. And we said, fuck you, give us back our deposit. We're not going to rent from you. And, um, now we might buy a house. So all of that is waning on whether or not my mental health stays intact, which is, uh, dwindling by the day. And, um, yeah, I'm having some anger issues. So we're going to, uh, bring you this 15th episode and the 16th one this week as well. And, um, thanks for listening. Here we go. Episode 15.
Okay. Pun intended. Yes. <laughs> you couldn't have timed that better. I literally just finished playing a song and I hit my last note and then you called. And so we're just rolling. See, this is, this is literally why we're best friends. And how do you do it? That's what I don't know. I still don't know. It's my, it's my magic powers because I was chosen to be a voodoo queen. I'm trying oh. to get my whole... A voodoo-la? voodoo <laughs> I'm having a, a little dilemma today because my cats started peeing on furniture. Uh-oh. They're boys, is right? Yeah, but they're neutered. And I think what happened was there was probably, like, some residue or something of litter on the tape, uh, on the couch. And they just went to town. Into the bathroom. Went to the bathroom, and I don't know which one is doing it, but I have to like make a target run today. And, I don't know, try to figure out how to get them to stop peeing on my shit. No peeing, guys. It's rude. Listen, I'm 
cute, though. Goomba's been pissing in my mom's house, too. Not, like, because... Oh, hi. That's, uh... Pac. Yep. Nice. I'm two for two. Good job. Um, Goomba's been pissing in my mom's house, too, not because he doesn't know what to do, because he likes, he doesn't get enough attention when he's, when he, like, when he wants to protest or, or get our attention, he'll just take, right. he'll just, like, you know, just, like, whiz out, like, a cup, like, a pint, you know, just, like, n- nothing big, but just, uh, a piss. yeah, and we ordered this, uh, like, balcony potty, uh, I think it's called Skip to My Lou, believe it or not. And it's like a astroturf that has like a, uh, it's like permeable, and then it goes down into like a little tray of this chemical that once the pee touches it, it turns into liquid and deodorizes it. And so we're gonna try to use that on the balcony instead of taking him down the three flights of stairs. Oh, every time. Every time, three times a day. Shaking my shaking my head is correct. <laughs> Thank you. I was just commenting on it last night. It's been my PJ shirt, but I realize that it's comfortable, and I don't ever wear a graphic tee. So this is my only graphic tee. Here we are. I like it. I'm wearing Jumbo's Clown Room. Nice. My favorite establishment in LA. Yeah. If you, if you don't know about Jumbo's, I feel I feel yeah, bad for well, you. this is the thing. I want Jumbo's to return, so we need to heal this COVID situation. I can't. Yeah, I, I literally don't have even time to talk about it today. I'm sorry to, to interrupt you, but I just can't. I, you know, I after this weekend, it's been a lot. It's been a lot of emotions. I've just been relaxing, and I took a little nap because I don't really sleep well at night. Do you ever sleep well at night? Not really. Like I don't. I don't have bad nights. I just like don't have long nights. Like, I'll do, like, four to five hours of sleep, but sometimes I'll wake up tired and I'll have to get in, like, a morning nap just to continue. Yeah. But you do nap, though. You don't just, like, try to trudge through it, right? Well, I'll lay there for, like, 40 minutes and sleep for 10 when I nap. Like, my naps are very much, like, I've been laying there thinking or meditating. Like, I do them to just shut everything off. Yeah. But it takes a while. Like, I laid down after I texted you, and I think I probably slept for, like, 15 minutes. So, that whole time I was just laying there, hoping sleep would come. That Praying sucks. to the sand man. I'm sorry, but dude. That's the it's worst. okay. It is what it is. I'm used to it. I wasn't even a sleepy baby, so it's like... Yeah. I know it varies for everybody. I... I am a, I think the most blessed in in sleep power is I can sleep anywhere for and I get seven to eight every night, which is clinically supposedly the best. But I think it, it varies per person. Um, but I just my heart goes out to those who can't sleep because I don't know what that's like, and uh, I I know that it's important. The other night, like when we were supposed to do this, and I was like, I'm not feeling great. I had like this weird tickle in my throat and that like freaked me out and I was like and then I thought about it and I was like oh it's because I I got really shitty sleep two nights before because Goomba pissed on the bed right before we went to bed so we had to strip everything off and put it in the washer yada yada and then the next night it was just like I stayed up too late and then I was like oh it's I'm not getting COVID I'm just getting regularly run down (laughs) right right yeah being run down 
we're used to that, but like now it's like, like if I'm run down, I'm like, like last night I had a, I was hanging out with some new friends and I got home and like I felt like my throat felt kind of itchy and I was like, God damn it, I better not be getting sick. And I was like, oh, it's because you, you were talking for eight hours straight smoking and drinking and laughing and singing and you also like have no control over like stopping any of it <laughs> and, and, and there's a lack of sleep involved too so it's like combined I'm like oh yeah and I was I was microdosing you know sometimes when I microdose I'll have a little allergic reaction to the mushrooms and I think I had one last night where it's like it's just I can feel it, like, on the back of my tongue, and, like, my, like, it kind of swells up, but in my, my highness, I was thinking, oh, my God, this better not be my turn, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's all the other shit you've done, you're fine. Yeah, I, I, I went to bed for, like, 11 hours, and I felt totally normal the next day, and I was like, okay, good, I want to go to bed for 11 hours. Speaking of mushrooms, I have some and I told my mom that I have some and she said she wanted to do them with me so oh my god stay tuned for that podcast episode we should talk all three of us we should have a three-way shroom trip so what I was thinking is that we talked to Lou about it too and she is inexperienced and I'm fair I'm pretty inexperienced and my mom's never done it and so we were like we need somebody to help us and then I was like I mean doop's only a face call time away so maybe that's what we'll do Absolutely love that. Hold on, I'm gonna grab a bootcraft. Okay. Because it's already afternoon. I gotta be real. I did a shot before we got on here. I uh, have been literally going through it the last couple days, and I'm. Uh, yeah. Tell me. Do you want to talk about like? I talked a little bit about it in the intro before uh, you called. Um, I'm just It's just getting bad. It's the same issues I've had for a long, long time. And uh, I think being home has sort of opened some of those wounds. And we also are staying with my mom. And our, the place that we had is gone. And we don't know where we're going to stay or what we're going to do. And it's, it's... I think in my mind, I came here for refuge. And it feels... Right even worse than when I was in L.A., and now I don't know what to do, so. You also, like, became an L.A. person. You know, like, you lived here long enough to make L.A. your home. So, the transition is going to be strange. Yeah, but this is my home, too, you know? Well, thank you. I don't. I don't feel like I have much to be proud of. I did learn. I mean, LA was my home, and I was an adult on my own there. But I don't know that I learned all the lessons that maybe I could have or should have. And uh, it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> um, but it's it's good. I, it's it's going to be okay, I think. Um, but it's just real. So. Yeah. 
And that's not the whole truth. I just don't know what else to say. <laughs> I'm not gonna cry. That ain't my style. I know. That's why I love you. Oh, an atlas from the future. That's cool. How'd you get your hands on that? Because I ordered it online. Oh. Is that from the Beyond section in Bed Bath & Beyond? I needed to get something because, like, if, if GPS goes out, I'm not going to be the only bitch out here not knowing the roads. Who are you going like, to call? Right? Diana Future Atlas. Yeah, atlases are, are sick. My grandma got me one when I was a, a, a wee lad, and I've loved looking at them ever since. Uh, I'm fascinated with maps, as we talked about with when Zach was on the, the podcast. I'm glad that you're more prepared. He has inspired me as well because I want to know my roads, you know? Like, I want to know where I'm at. It's good to have a general understanding of cardinal direction, I think. And not to rely on the digital map so much. And I, I was hanging out with some friends yesterday, and I was like, I wonder what they're even lying about on the map. <laughs> I, f- I, feel um, like, I feel like, yes, you can trust ways. And our cartographers, they don't have any skin in the game. So I feel like maps are safe. Maps are safe. Yes. For now. For now. We just don't. I want you to say hi to your nephews. Hold on. Hello, you little couch pissers. WTF, mates. Right. You're very cute, but I'm less I'm less happy to see you than the last time. Right, don't be pissing you on your mama's pants. couch. Don't Pita you love her? My shit. Dude, Pac is heavy. Look how big he is. <laughs> of course Pac is heavy. Pac has always been heavy. What are you talking about? That's true. He's deep. Bye. Speaking yeah, of they actually are getting used to being here. I feel like I've had them longer than I've had them. That's a good sign. Um, on Saturday night, I went to the drive-in movie. Yeah, how was that? It was awesome. So I'll do the right thing on the big screen, which I've never seen it on, like, a screen bigger than, you know, a TV or a laptop. It was, was it ever out in theaters? In the 80s. Oh, before us, right? Before it, well, it was '89, so we were just two. Look at that. We could, we didn't even know no words yet. Oh, nice. Duops got her her ring finger. Uh, what is that? It's like a Corella Deville style joint holder with two little yeah. baby arms. It's like it's it's a it's a roach clip, to be honest. It's a roach clip, a fancy roach clip. But it's so much more. It's so fashion. And it's- and it's got this little ring here that you pull up so that it doesn't slip out. Like, ah, it stays in place. That's sick. I love it. It's just always trying to have something new. Brought to you by Old Pal Weed. Slow your roll, Old, old Pal. Funny how I keep confusing Who I am and what I
That's a song of mine. That's the lyric. Sh- shameless uh, self-promotion. Hey, do you know Mikhail, uh, Mikhail Seeley? She's a singer-songwriter from Utah. We were chatting via text, and she said she met you, and she assumed it was through me, but I don't know that that's the case. It doesn't matter either way. But. She's in a band called Lucy? Yeah. I met her the night. Remember when my ex and I went and saw you, and I had a bunch of British people with me? Yes. That was the day I met her and her band. Right on. Yeah, and I, she was in um, Nashville at one time. We were going to try to meet up, but it didn't work out. But, yeah. She's I cool people. She, she's very rad. I love that band, too. They're awesome. They're, I, I'm close with all three of them, but Mikel, I played my, my first House of Blues show in L.A. She was on the same bill as me, and that's how we met. And her parents were there, and I met them, and I was just like, "You're so cool!" Like it was when I first—it was like my first like month and a half there. I had no idea that six years later I'd still know her, and we'd still, you know, be on oh, the same tip. But that's what, that's what I love about LA. Yeah, it was super cool. But yeah, I, so I, I told her that we were doing this podcast, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I know her. I met her through you." But I didn't think I didn't think that it was from me. Yeah, it was that night. I remember that was now. The show. That no. was the show. That was a good day. So it was through me. I, She's right. I'm I an only idiot. got to see my friends for one day because they were doing like a, they were doing a travel around type of trip, and they were in LA about night. Cheers. And that was actually the last night I saw a bunch of those homies here. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I bought shitty beer the other day, but sometimes you just gotta buy shitty beer. I went 
to BevMo. I went all the way to BevMo, and I bought a 12-pack of Michelob Ultra and then a 15-pack <laughs> of Shock Top. You dummy. Because now Shock Top. Shock Top has three extra beers. You're right. That was a bad call. They can't give it away. It used to be my favorite beer, so I was like, yeah, let's go Shock Top today. And I'm like, Ugh. So you bought 27 shitty cheap beers for literally no reason. Yep, and they're staying in that fridge. Like, you know, usually I, if it's good shit, it's gone. Well, this is the this is the play. So before, remember, you had people drinking your booches and being like, "Yeah, I didn't really like it." Now you can give them a Mick Ultra and they can shut the fuck I'm up. Like, exactly. I'm like, oh, you like shitty drinks here. Here, drink this I water. This Ultra. Yeah. Yeah, drink this water. Drink this barley water. You dumb fuck yeah. Ill. That would be a good beer name though. Barley water. <laughs> Barley water. Barley water. You heard it here first, folks. It's barley water ale. Uh, <laughs> what, oh, speaking of weird names, <laughs> what do you think about the Washington State football team? Okay. So, my buddy Matt Dwyer did a podcast uh, with this awesome indigenous activist dude named Greg Deal. And he broke it down uh-huh. better than anybody that I've heard. I would highly suggest listening to conversations with Matt Dwyer. Greg Deal, he it's 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 blasphemous. The amount of um, bullshit that gets fed about why they shouldn't change it, it's all crazy. It's the biggest it's the biggest slap in the face and just fucking rude. I think they should be called something that is much more indicative of DC, like the Washington cowards or the Washington backstabbers or the Washington leaders or. The Washington fucks. The Washington colonizer. The Washington supremacists is really what it should be. Oh. Um, but fuck, fuck football. Also, you know, like yes, know. the Redskins' name should be changed, but the bigger issue is that football should Exist. be demonetized, and I don't think that it's going to happen through COVID. I heard some inside information in my dad's country club out here that the NFL is done for the year, and that wouldn't bring. A little bit of joy to this year, I think, for me personally, because it's enough is enough. You know, it, it's bad enough that these guys are spending their whole lives concussing themselves to get to a point where they can make millions of dollars. But the owners are doing nothing and they're making billions of dollars. And it's it's modern day gladiator to me. I don't see any difference between that. That's and, it's watching guys kill each other for our enjoyment, and then you get to speculate by playing fantasy football, which I love, by the way. I love fantasy football, but I will also it's... gladly give it up if the NFL is no more because I it's the only way that it's fun. There won't be a Super Bowl. Yeah, no Super Bowl. Well, Yay! we already had one in 2020, technically, before COVID, but... Yeah, but there won't be a 2021 Super Bowl because yes. there hasn't been a league, yes. and I like that. I like it, too. However, I am a huge fan of the college game of football because I do think the game of football is is worthy. It just has gotten to a point where it's absurd. But uh, right, because it's the money that makes it absurd. It's yeah. the money and the whole. The I mean, there's a lot of like the racism involved too. Like, like where these people are hate black people, but all their favorite athletes are black. Those guys get a pass in their mind, which is which makes it so clear to me that the racism thing is obviously taught and it's not natural because you can switch your mind about a football team that you love that brings you joy 
that guy gets a pass because he's on my team. Well, we're all on the same fucking team. But if he, right, and if he was out walking down the street, you'd probably cross the street and walk on the other side because he's also a big-ass dude. Yeah. These niggas are huge. Yesterday, I had a moment. I, um, I went to a protest, and it was in um, Westwood at the Federal Wilshire Federal Building. Mm-hmm. And as I was leaving... I drove down Santa Monica through Beverly Hills. About 20 motherfuckers were having a... Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Sorry. It's okay. We had a cat piss situation, uh, and I'm not talking about the weed stream. Yeah, it's really... It's gotten out of hand. But 20 motherfuckers were on, on Santa Monica in front of the Beverly Hills sign having a all-lives-slash-Trump... Um, rally protest and I didn't really know what was happening at first because I was like driving up I was like there's a lot of people out because in my mind I'm like y'all haven't been brave at all during this so and I'm seeing a lot of red white and blue as I'm getting closer I'm like no these motherfuckers are not out here with all lives matter signs we support the LAPD I it took everything in my power to one not react Besides, like, giving them the finger. But um, in my mind, I was like, I should totally go get a bunch of water balloons and come back and throw them at the sidewalk in front of them. And then I was like, yeah, but I could actually lose my life for doing that. Yep. And that's the truth. How many people were there? And I, like, 20, 25. Yeah. Uh, and, how many people, and how many people live in L.A.? Dude, I went to a very small protest yesterday. And there were a couple thousand people. You know, it's yeah. gotten smaller, but there's still like thousands. That's exactly that's my point. That's why I'm, I'm like, asking you because those right. those twenty fucking idiots have every right to go do that, and we just need to let them do their thing and pretend like right. they are making a difference. You know, they're that's sad to me. It was so sad and poorly done. Like it wasn't artistic. Of course it wasn't. It's just truly indicative of this administration and, and of the the falsehoods and the facade that has always been the U.S. government. That it there isn't any modern day politics. There isn't any substance. It's it's the most vapid thing ever, and that's why they're threatened by our movement that has real substance. And that's why they let us know about UFOs because they're trying to do everything they can to to distract. And there, they, there are no tools left. They've, they've been defeated, and they're going to continue to vote. They're going to suppress the vote, and it's going to change. But the the scale has been tipped, and now it's only a matter of time. Isn't it wild that they're they'll try to throw anything at us to to distract or get our you know attention? Besides just being like, oh yeah, this actually should change, and people should treat these people better. They want to do anything as far as revealing that aliens exist. That's fucking crazy. They'll do anything to like, I mean, even like, like, for example, that whole Will Smith thing, that really bothered me because I felt like for Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, two black icons, they should have known better. And I'm not really supporting them right now because... They could have put that much effort into Black Lives Mattering that they put into an affair 
with some stupid ass singer guy. Well, aren't the aren't happened. the lines blurred between the elite and everybody else? Isn't that kind of what we're finding out? Is that right? Anybody is accepted once you get to a certain amount of power and status. That's kind of where we're at. I mean, we have a reality show administration. It's all a joke. Like, there's nobody that's qualified anymore because they think it's show business, you know? Like, there's, right. there, there isn't a, an adult in the room because the adults aren't allowed in the room. And they don't want them there because then they'll lose their power and their control. And the curtain's, the curtain's been pulled back. And, I, and like we said earlier, we talked about this in an early episode, you can't flip the table of injustice when you're eating from it. Right. You know? So I'm not surprised. I feel, very, I feel very disgusted by behaviors like that because I'm just like, and everyone that was distracted by it, I was like, y'all, like, can we not be involved in some stupid shit about Will and Jada? And I feel like as the leaders that they could be, they dropped the fucking ball for their people. The leaders that they were. that was because for a while they were leaders, and I think that yes, they still could be. They got got, and everybody's susceptible. Yeah, but like also, I feel like Will Smith has has some skeletons. You know what I mean? We all do. He was on the list. He was on the list. Yeah, it's all the same involved. It's like, oh, how can we get black people to stop talking about mattering? You know what? They love Will and Jada. Affair. It's just so, it's so obvious. The tactics are so obvious. Like, that's not the only, they're not the only influential people in the community. Am I right? It's the same thing with Kanye, too. It's like, oh, Kanye's having a meltdown. Let's capture it and distract these people. But that's just who they're close to. They don't even understand. They'll never understand. I don't even understand all the way, to be honest. I only know what I've learned from my personal friendships and experiences but the reality of the events of this year shook me to my core so bad last week on Friday that I really thought I was having a nervous breakdown mentally I wasn't expressing it as much on the outside like I cried multiple times a day but I felt like damn like keep your mental in check because this is some shit that could really make you go insane. The realization of your reality. That's how I feel. I feel of like I, reality. I feel like I'm totally losing it. I feel exactly the same way. Like I've, it, it's, there's been a palpable decline since, yeah, since Friday, really. Yeah. A lot of my friends started feeling really bad on Friday too. It's, a lot. <sighs> a good exhale is always necessary. My exhale has sounded a little bit like this this week. I'll take it in. And then, <sighs> I'm like, I need to just scream a little bit multiple times in the day. I need to scream a lot of it, as loud as I can, but I'm afraid I'm going to hurt my vocal cords. God fucking damn I was at a protest, and they, oh, at the Venice Beach, when they did the protest at the beach, or the the, um, healings, and um, there was one speaker who, at the end of his speech, he invited everyone to stand up, and then we all screamed with our entire bodies. 
as loud as we could. Like a bunch of 15-year-old girls seeing the Beatles for the first time? Yes. So, and then he has us all look into the eyes of a stranger and lock eyes for like a couple minutes and and then introduce ourselves. And I, I locked eyes with this girl. She was like 19. She was with her 17-year-old sister. And like while we were locking eyes, we just like both of us just started pouring tears. And then I, I just hugged her and I was like, you're doing great. You are going to change the world. You're doing great. I'm sure you probably just graduated high school as well. You're doing fantastic. And they were here from Colorado. Like, they were visiting for black lives. And I thought that was really awesome. Two beautiful little black girls. That's awesome. That's such a powerful thing, I think. that It was, yeah. But right now, there's just such a... Everything is so heavy and tense. I want to blame somebody. I want to blame the baby boomer generation because I feel like this is their last dying breath. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And they're hanging on like a fucking loose tooth that just won't won't go away. But guess what? It will come out eventually because... Is there another tooth under there, though? Is there another tooth under there? Or are we just going to have a hole in our smile for the rest... Yeah. Days, you know? these, like, I wonder if these boomers, because everyone's walking. Turn down the news, cause I've got some truths I'd like to spit right in your face. Look in the mirror. Let's 
take responsibility I don't think I can say it much clearer Let's focus on the positive instead of everything that's gone wrong We might find ourselves singing thought about that they never thought about any of us no they failed us they never even cared they never thought i feel like boomer generation even in the creation of life did not think about that person they were like i'm gonna make this person just like me it's my offspring i i need them to you know you're gonna go work in the business i started or the business that your grandfather started or whatever the fuck it is and you're gonna marry the girl from high school and have kids and don't even think about being an artist. You have work to do. You were born into this family, and you're born into my business, so that my name will stay alive. But then those people had kids that were the millennials, and the millennials were like, fuck that. I'm not working for you, Dad. I'm going to move to fucking any state that has anything progressive. I'm going to do what I want to do. And fuck your life. I don't have to have kids to feel like I matter in this world. I don't need to create life to prove anything. Because I guess what? Unlike those people, the millennials, we don't need our offspring to be awesome. Because we're awesome. That's but, just a bonus. Putting, we, a, better, putting a, a person in the world who comes from someone who was like, I'm not going to be this average, same story that my whole family is. Yeah. Like, look at our melting pot of friends, transplants from all over the world. You know, it's very rare that I do meet somebody from L.A. I love that. I love that because they're all 30-something, late 20-something. They're all doing what they fucking can to continue to live in the city and to be whatever it is that they want to be. And they have, we have balls. We have really big balls. And these cowards have an expiration date. Unbeknownst to them. The purpose of a generation is to set up your 
future generations for success. And that's how the baby boomers have failed us. And that's how I think Gen Z will be the full back pendulum swing of that. But we're somewhere stuck in the middle and there needs to be something's got to give. I think it's not the source of my anger, but it definitely has fed it a lot in the last year and more or less in the last four or five months. But it's... Well, it, makes, it's, it even makes it difficult to um, involve myself with some of my Gen X friends right now because they have comments and beliefs about certain things. Poor Gen X, that, yeah. And I'm like, you're just so... You're still lost in the sauce, baby. Even though you are progressive for your age, you are still incapable of having your feelings hurt about something because it's like like I've told some of my friends in their 40s like I keep it real with them and I'm like yes everyone has false idols and I'm glad that now they're being exposed because guess what it's no skin off my fucking back to never watch Toy Story again I'm good or whatever it is if I never hear another Jay-Z song that'll be fine I'm not gonna lose my shit but like they're like you think all these people are really capable of evil I said I think every person is capable of evil it is a choice to not act on like the dark side we all are made of light and dark you can't have light without dark Star Wars baby the only reason my light outweighs my dark is because I have put in the work and I have a moral like I have a moral compass I have morals I have empathy and compassion but these are learned skills and if I hadn't had all those things and it was my early 20s and I was approached by somebody I could be a star right now I could have easily been a star, but I don't want to sell my soul to the fucking devil. Me either. For what? Now you're just recognized. You have your recognition, but guess what? Now everyone knows what you've done to achieve it. Was it worth it? You could have been a Keanu Reeves. For real. And I think that the the people and the choices that they make outside of their art deserve a little bit of separation. Like, yes, the people involved, we now come to find are evil, but that doesn't take away from the beauty of that art that they helped create. And I think that it's important to keep a separation between art and individual individuals lives because the art is an expression and it's something that comes outside of us and I'll still listen to Jay-Z and I love Toy Story it's one of my favorite movies ever I think it changed the game as far as I mean Pixar I love Pixar I'll watch every Pixar movie that comes out I just don't feel like I am gonna be missing out like just because it's the same way like you know when I went vegetarian when I went pet vegetarian I quit eating all fast food I didn't want to support the business. So it's and like, that I get behind 100%. I still, reckon, I still recognize the greatness, 
but I don't have to support the business. So, like, I don't have to support the Obamas. I don't have to support Jay-Z. I don't have to support these people if I don't want to. I'm not discrediting them, but I'm choosing to not put that into my energies and my mind and my, you know, vision. Totally. It didn't really, like, mean that much to me to impact my life. Right. You know, like, I'm like, there's plenty of great art out there that so I can just not support. I mean, I've canceled artists for many years on big and small stages just based on the kind of human they are. I mean, let's talk about the ultimate fi- false idol, money. That's what everybody's worshipping and has been for the last 20 years. And I think that's part of the symptom of, of what we're having now is that that blind worship on a national scale for this long, it, and it, it leaves you with this, it leaves you morally and, um, empathetically and substantially bankrupt. Yes. And that's not our fault. That's not Gen Z's fault. It's not Gen X's fault. Really? I feel really bad for them. Like they didn't even have a fucking chance. You know, like, right. When you look at the inflation from the 50s, like, um, sometimes I'll just put in broom and dustpan cost in 1948. And then you look at it now, but you can see it every 10 years. And, um, and you can see where money became, oh, we have power over people with this. Yeah. We can. They figured it out. And it just, it blew the fuck up. It wasn't even, it wasn't... Reaganomics. Reagan legitimized greed in the in the early 80s. Oh, the Reaganomics. That was 40, year, Reagan- that was 40 years ago. And here we are. Life ain't about money, y'all. It's just it not. Really money, it's not shit. I was talking to this guy I met yesterday. He's a motorcycle rider. And he has a bunch of classic cars and motorcycles, and he's very successful. What does that mean? He was, yeah. What does successful mean? Does that mean he makes a lot of money? Is that what you mean when no, you say that? No, he has a successful business. But yeah. is he a successful he human? Is he a successful person? We don't oh, talk wait, about let that. Me okay, sorry. Let me explain. Let me explain. He has he has like all this, you know. He does have a nice, comfortable life. But he doesn't live anywhere, and he's getting a bus because his dog is 13, so he's going to souk up this bus. And his friend's like, you don't have, like, a big place or anything? He's like, no, I don't care about the money. I only like having my toys and taking care of my family. And now I'm going to go on, like, a fucking six-month road trip with my elderly dog to see the world, see the country. And he was saying how, like, that's the problem, is that people will get that money and they have to live this lifestyle and have this mansion and like flex so hard so hard to prove that they are out here for what it doesn't make you look happy it actually makes you look like you're extremely insecure like do you have to wear Gucci from head to toe it's a over it's an overcompensation for the something else you know I feel like the people that flex the hardest normally came from places with the least 
And it's part of the symptom of the sickness of this country, which is that if you do not have these things, the house, the wife, the kids, the family, then you are deemed unsuccessful. There's no room for the individual success. There's no room for anything other than fitting in the box because that is the corporate capitalism mentality. Corporate capitalism wants systems. They want people, they want growth every quarter, every year, forever. It's just not feasible in the long term. And we did it, it's it grown. It's grown to it, it's gone to its highest level. And I think we've seen I think we saw the climax or what would have been the climax in 2008 naturally if the government but hadn't come in and bailed it out. Happens. But now we're seeing now we're seeing just like when you get sick, like if you, if you get an infection and you leave it alone, it's going to turn into staff or, or not staff, but it could it turn in, it could turn into gangrene. It could it could it's going to get worse. If you, if you get cancer and you don't talk about and you don't do anything about it, it spreads. If you have a sickness and something that isn't right and you let it go on untethered, it's going to get bad. It's going to get really bad. And I think that's a lot of where we're at, where it's just gotten so bad. Like everything's infected now. Nobody knows what's up from down because we've, we've bought into this deity of the almighty dollar for multiple generations now. And we still feel nothing. To be continued. Thank you.